begin our, our study today in the book of Luke, many of you probably will know that I will often say we don't base our faith on feelings. Feelings and faith are not the same thing. But feelings do have a place in our lives. Emotion matters. That's why God created them. He built us with this inside so that we feel things. And feelings as we often say, are a really good thermometer. Tell us what the temperature is. They're terrible at being a thermostat. They don't control the temperature very well. They're, they're uh, good warning signals. They are not good drivers. So today, uh, as we're in Luke 18, uh, I'm reminded of this. And, uh, when, we, when we start a sermon with the title, Cry to Him, uh, that kind of takes us in a direction before we ever start, right? Well, I've often said that a poet, or, or really any writer, has to bleed a little in the process of writing. The expression of deep thoughts requires a certain kind of desperation. Today, in Luke chapter 18, uh, we're going to see how crucial that idea of desperation is to approaching the Lord. So let's turn there together. If you don't have a Bible of your own, there should be one rack under a chair near you. Every third chair or so has has one. Uh, if you don't have a Bible of your own that you can easily understand, that you can mark up and wear out, then please, by all means, uh, raise your hands and, and the Prez will take care of you. Make sure that you got one. Uh, we've got plenty in the back. We want you to have God's Word. You don't need to just come to church, check that off your box, hang out with people, sing songs, and listen to some old guy preach up here. That's not the point. We need to know and engage with God. So all of these things that we do are to open our eyes, open our hearts to who He is. He's given us His Word, not as some kind of you know, clever mystery, but to reveal Himself to us. It's meant to be understood. So we want to work together as we work through the Scriptures to understand exactly what it is that God wants us to see. So let's uh, together read this text. We're going we're gonna to look at the entire chapter of Luke 18. I don't do that a lot in this series, uh, but it, it is appropriate because this particular chapter seems to capture one unit of thought really well. It, it, it has a, a whole kind of encapsulated message that uh, we might call it pericope. You know, that's my favorite word, right? So let's read together. Starting with verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Jesus, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? To cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? To 
some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I can. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I'll tell you this, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. For all those who humble themselves will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. The kingdom of God belongs to such Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. You know the commandment. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus heard this. saw it, they all 
study this chapter together, that we would see it in context, that we would understand the response of the author, or the response of the inspired. Change our hearts, that we might be able to understand your word according to your spirit, not merely by our Okay. 
that our hope hangs on God's grace for our need. Our hope hangs on God's grace for our need. Turn, if you would, to Psalm 94. It's not in your program, but I want to have you see it.
all kinds of different things that we look at sin in our own lives and we justify it. We call the American way some kind of good thing, but very often the American way is greed. That doesn't mean we're not to make profit, but we're not to be greedy. We're to make as much as we can so we can give as much as we can. I can't help people if I don't have stuff to help them with. We're embezzlers, we're thieves. Stop stealing from God. But as we come, we have to have the right mindset. We have to come before Him as beggars before the King. Our hope hangs on the grace of God for our need. The reality of our need drives us to His grace. Now, when we come as beggars before the King, when we come to seek the King's grace, we have to come with the right kind of attitude. That's what Jesus is talking about throughout this. He gives a parable. When he tells us, when he tells us specifically why Jesus tells us uh, his parable, why he says the things that he says. And we can see this build to a culmination in the final story. It kind of keeps working from this widow and the, the unrighteous judge all the way to this blind beggar. It kind of builds it all together in this story. You notice this when we seek the king's grace, we must come committed. That very first parable of this widow is written for the express purpose, as it says here in verse 1, to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now, in your program, you'll see some, some individual verses that are listed for you at the top in parentheses. You've got all your regular texts. And then uh, Romans 12, 12, Ephesians 6, 18, Colossians 4, 2, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. There are many, many more. This is just a sampling of verses that are challenging us, calling us, commanding us to pray continually. Constantly keep on seeking the King's favor. Jesus tells the story of his widow to illustrate that. Help us to understand. We must pray continually, faithfully, expectantly, and not lose heart or relent. 
himself to God as a beggar before a king. Resist the devil. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. In other words, stop looking for the good life. Stop looking for the party. Let your heart break. Stop trying to be hard. Stop trying to be cool. Recognize your reality in your situation. Recognize your need abundance ability to provide for you. Recognize that you have no claim to it, but you desperately need it. Become humble.
disciples are like, whoa, 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 whoa. This ain't uh, kids' churches. So hold up. Let the grown-ups talk. We've got things going on. You know, this is an adult time. Don't bring those noisy, smelly kids in here. Look at them. They slobber all over their faces. Oh, they're just causing a ruckus. Jesus said to these disciples. Bring them to me. In fact, if you're not just like them,
wrong side of dignity. And you're face down in the mud crying out for someone to help you because you've got nothing to offer. No way of pulling yourself up. Sometimes we get caught up in whether we deserve his attention. 
Sometimes that makes us haughty. Sometimes it makes us stop seeking Him in our perception of our own unworthiness. Both of these are fun, right? In the Pharisee's case, he thought he had something to offer. Very often, we think because we're not good enough that we can't approach God. But the reality is it was never voluntary. It never happened. These are both forms of pride. When we recognize our unworthiness and recognize His character, we see that it was never about us at all. True humility